Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kingdom Life with Prophetess Alandis Porter. This show is designed to feed and nourish kingdom leaders to reflect the heart of God. Listen and be blessed. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Kingdom Life. And this is live with Prophetess Landis Porter. Today, oh, today is a great day because we're going to continue our Kingdom Identity Series. And we're actually going to continue, and this is going to be a part two to the Who Am I segment of it. Because I don't feel that um, I've, I've done you guys justice. I think I need to talk a little bit more about that so we can really dig deep. Um, the Lord keeps saying dig deep, so... I want to make sure I leave nothing uncovered. So we're going to have a wonderful time in this series. I am so excited about what the Lord has given me. So just to give you a a, a, a little uh, insight into what the Kingdom uh, Identity Series is going to be about, we are going to cover actually who we are in Christ because I think this is a big area that we battle with in the kingdom of God, period, uh, as believers. So we'll be covering who am I. We'll get into getting to the heart of you. So we'll talk about things that deal with our hearts and how our hearts will change as believers. Um, We're going to talk about a new mind and the soul, the soul of the matter, which is going to be the soulless realm where our emotions live. So these are very valuable parts of our life, and I know these are actually places where the enemy fights us a lot as believers. So, And we want to be conquerors. We want to be those more than conquerors that God has promised us that we could be. So I just wanted to give you a little preview of uh, things that we're going to cover in the series. Um, I'm going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back We're going to go into our foundation scripture, and then we're going to get right into the lesson. I'll be right back.
life was headed out of control Somehow I shifted into overload But then you came And did a work in me Out of everything I want was Somehow you saw a masterpiece All right, we're back. For those of you who are just tuning in, you have tuned in to Kingdom Life Live with Prophetess Alandis Porter. And we are into a Kingdom Identity Series. And this is actually part two. So for those of you who missed part one, go back to Block Radio On Demand and, and pull up Kingdom Identity Series. And you'll be able to listen to part one. And then you'll be able to pick up, you know, from where we are now. And we're going to get right into it. <clears throat> Our foundational scripture for this lesson is found in Jeremiah one and verse five. And we're really concentrating on part A of that scripture because I really want you to see and know that God really knows who you are. And this is what it says, and I'm reading it out of the amplified version. And it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you. So there was a plan, there was a purpose that God had for you 
even before your parents came together and conceived you. God already had an original plan and purpose for each and every one of us. And that speaks volumes to two things. It, it, it lets you know your individuality, that you're different from anyone else, and it also speaks to how much God loves us, that he loved us enough that he would consecrate us to himself. And it, and it also speaks to God created us for him. We are really created to bring God glory, literally. Uh, no matter what people have spoken to you, spoken over you, said about you, to you, what they've called you, God created you to bring him glory. That is our sole purpose in life. That's what we should be doing no matter what you are called to do, no matter what your occupation is, you were created to bring God glory. So remember that. So let's get right into the lesson. Uh, today, I want to read, I'm going to start with Genesis, because I really want to get to the heart of how God created us. Let's go over to Genesis, the second chapter. And I'm going to read the seventh verse. And this is just talking about when the Lord created man. It says, and the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So that lets me know two things. Man had no life without God. And there's a soul in man because it says in man became a living soul. Um, that means two things. There's a soulish realm to us where our emotions live. That's, you know, our feelings, all of, you know, the way we feel, the way we react to things, things like that live there. Where our feelings are kept, that's our soul. But here he's actually talking about the soul, the spirit of who we are. That was when that was created in man. But if you hear what he said, he breathed into the nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So without God, we have no life. That's what that tells us. And really, in reality, that is true. We can search all over. We can um, search here and there. We could try to uh, fill every void in our lives, but the truth of the matter is, until you invite God into your heart and into your life and do what Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and receive him, you really have no life. You're a walking dead man until you receive him. And I know that that may sound, you know, a little harsh a little bit, but it's really the truth. And, and I'm not trying to pinpoint, I'm not even trying to make nobody feel bad, because guess what? All of us have to go down that road. Because remember, just to recap a little bit of what I talked about last week, remember, we were born and shaping in iniquity, and we were born in sin. So all of us have to be reconciled back to God. Not just me, not just you. 
not just certain people, but all of us, until we are reconciled back to God and his original plan and purpose for our lives, we all will have an identity crisis. We all will struggle in areas of our identity, and we'll always be searching for who am I. And I don't care if you were born into the Rockefeller family. You may have all the money in the world. You could, you could buy some identity. The true nature and the true identity of who you are and who God created you to be, no matter what name you attach to it, no matter how much money you attach to it, you can't work that, walk that purpose out and that plan out without God. So let's get to the how. First of all, by receiving Christ into your heart, into your life. And that's confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. He said, thou shalt be saved. So once you invite him into your heart and accept him, that's when God changes the nature of who you are. You get rid of that Adamic, that sin nature that Adam brought in when he sinned. It changes into that believer, that heir of God. You now are joined with God. You become sons and daughters that way. And then we have to begin walking that thing out. So we're going to go a little bit through the how, because once our identity starts to change, some things begin to happen. First of all, that change is going to start to happen through the word, the Bible, the word of God. Um, There's a scripture in St. John chapter 17, verse 17, that through thy truth, thy word is truth. So how do we change and how do we become more like God? Through sanctification, through the truth. And, and, And that's We've got to open our Bibles up and begin to study. And if you are a new believer, if you're just starting out, start with Matthew, St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke, and St. John. Those are called the Gospels. That's where you'll begin to see how Jesus walked, how Jesus acted, how Jesus talked, how he interacted with people. Because Jesus is the greatest example we have of how we should live as Christians, as believers in Christ Jesus. If we are going to walk in our identity, he's a prime example. He's one of the greatest examples of all time. And those chapters will actually begin to give you that basic, those basic things that you need, and deeper than that, too. But that's, that's a good start right there. And the place that that will really start to change is your mind. Because we already talked about this a little bit last week, that we've got to have a renewal of our mind. Because what happens is when we come to God, our nature changes, but our mind does not. Because our mind does not, we have to 
um, allow God to change our mind. And our mind changes. We we get a mind starts getting washed as we read the Bible. As we open those pages, like I always say, we read the Bible and the Bible reads us at the same time. It begins to reveal. It begins to show you those things about you that need to change. All of us as believers, once we accept God, we all go through this transformation. And you'll be pleasantly surprised at how God can change you and change your desires. Um, I want to read Romans 12, verse 2, and this actually deals with um, what happens in the life once you become a believer and God changes your nature. It says, well, I'm going to read one and two because it, it, I don't. I want it to really make sense. It says, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that lets us know right there, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I'm actually in this series going to talk about, I'm going to actually do a segment on a new mind because that is a big area where the enemy fights us. Because if he can get into your thoughts and begin to speak to your mind and talk to you about things um, even concerning your past, If you stay there, you will be walking a defeated life. The Bible tells us that we should be thinking on things that are true, that are honest, that are just, that are pure and of good report. Because it's all about our thought life. Because your thoughts become what you manifest. Your thoughts become who you are. Because we... Our heart thinks. So whatever we feel about ourselves inside and in our heart, that's what we become. And I and I want you to think about that for a minute. Because when we're thinking, we 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 are thinking about stuff we actually believe, even about ourselves. So if we've got the wrong perception of who we are, God needs to change that. So he's got to get into our thought life, get into our minds, get into our hearts, and transform that into a new way of thinking. I want to read Isaiah 55, verse 11. Well, actually, I'm going to start with verse number 8. But it's going to go real quick because I'm going to read it in the Message Bible, and it's not a real long, drawn-out. But it lets you know how different God's thinking is from Mars. It says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies, and the way you and 
and go back until they have watered the earth, do their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They will do the work I sent them to do. They'll come back, complete the assignment I gave them. So that lets you know two things. God doesn't operate the way we operate. He doesn't think the way we think. But when his word comes, goes out, it doesn't come back empty, but it actually completes the assignment that he sent it to do. So God's word will be very important in the life of changing your identity. Speak over your life. Pronounce blessing over your life. Make declarations over your life. I'll be sharing some declarations with you as well so that um, you'll be able to gain um, insight into who you are as well. So we want to allow God to get into our minds so that we can take on the same attitude, the same purpose, the same humility that God has. We want to look like him. We want to sound like him. We want to speak like him because God created man in his image and in his likeness. Remember the scriptures that I wrote in, it wrote I mean that I read in Genesis about God created man in his image and in his likeness. So God wants us to be a reflection of who he is. So as we read the Bible, as we read different books, as we go to church, and we fellowship and we allow and we pray and have a relationship with God, he'll start to change that identity. He'll start to change the way you think about yourself. You'll start transforming into back into that image who God created you to be. You'll start to see changes in your desires. You might have been a person who liked to go to the club all the time. And all of a sudden, you lose the desire to go. Why? Because now I've accepted God into my life. And I started reading my Bible. I started praying. And now I don't want to do that anymore. Because I remember when I was younger, because I, 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 I accepted the Lord into my heart and into my life and became a believer um, when I was 12. So at that age, you're young. So I've been through several things. I grew from childhood to teenage years to adulthood. So there were many changes and transformations that I went through, and God had to change a number of things uh, because as I grew, I changed too. So he had to keep transforming me year after year, day after day. And um, I think about times that, you know, I would look at my friends, you know, who, who were not saved, who were not believers, you know, life that they lived. And the thing about it is people would ask me all the time, um, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. I said, it's not what I can't do. It's what I have no desire to do. I had no desire to go, and I'm going to tell something about my age when I say this, uh, I had no idea to go, no desire to go to house parties. I had no desire when I got older to go to the clubs. I ain't know nothing about the club, and I, and I promise you I would look real weird in a club because it's not my life. Um, and, and 
I would have people ask me, did they feel like I was missing out on something? Not at all. Not at all. And, and the weird thing about it, like young people experience peer pressure, I never went through that because I felt it a privilege to walk with God and to be who I was. I had so much joy in doing that and living for God that it didn't bother me that people thought I was different. I wore skirts to school all the time. In the winter, in the summer, didn't matter, no uh, uh, no matter what time of year. There are people that I grew up with and went to school with, they have never seen me in a pair of blue jeans, never, because I didn't wear them at the time. I didn't um, desire that. That was just part of um, the discipling that I experienced at my church. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm just giving you testimony about how I grew up. And I had to learn that man looks on the outer appearance, but God looks at my heart. I had to learn that. I had to learn um, how to dress, how to present myself. I had to learn what the difference between uh, being modest and immodest. You know, that came about in my dress, came about in, in being a young lady. There were different things um, just that God changed about my person. And and I'm so excited about what your transformation will be. And I encourage you guys, um, inbox me, contact me on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, on social media, Instagram, doesn't matter. Um, if you got questions, you know, about anything that we teach, um, I encourage you to send your questions in too. Make your comments on Blog Talk Radio as well because we want to make sure you get a good understanding in this series so that you can really be the best you for God. I'm going to take another short break, and we're going to come back and sum up this part of the lesson. So I'll be right back. For a heart that will love him, longing for a child that will give him their all, give it all. He wants it all, and there's a God that walks over the earth. He's searching for a heart that is desperate, and longing for a child that will give him their all, give it all. He wants it all, and he says. Love me, love me with your whole heart. He wants it all today. Serve me, serve me with your life now. He wants it all today. Bow down, let go of your idol. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all. There's a God that walks over the earth. He's searching for a heart that is dead. Longing for a child that will give him their own. Give it all. He wants it all. And he said. 
voice that cries out in the silence, searching for a heart that will love him, longing for a child that will give him their own, you know, he wants it all. All right, we're back, and it is my prayer that um, you guys are really getting something out of this lesson, and what I've been focusing on is really, I, I, I can use myself as an example, how my transformation happened, and what different things go on in the life of a believer, and don't get me wrong, I do know that I'm teaching to kingdom leaders, but something that I've noticed and I've I've just noticed in my walk, in just an observation, where are areas that we battle and places where I've seen people fall into sin, even though they've been saved and they've been believers for years and years and years, I've seen people fall because they never surrendered their soulish realm to God. They never allowed God to transform their mind. So the way that they thought when they were not a believer and when they were not saved, they still think that way because they never allowed the word of God to change their mind and to transform their mind. So they don't have the new way of thinking. They've got a new nature with an old mind. So that's a setup for failure as a believer, because if you allow God to change your nature and you don't start reading your Bible, having a relationship, praying, and having fellowship with God, you're setting yourself up for defeat because those areas in your life have to be transformed unless you will live defeated and you will constantly be falling and tripping and and losing battles because you're not allowing that transformation to happen. So the Lord led me to go back to the basics, go back to where that chain happens in the beginning. And it happens in our mind. It happens in our heart. It happens in our emotions. And and it happens in our spirit. And once those things happen, we will see a totally different you. And we'll start to see that person that we talked about in our foundation scripture about I knew you, I approved you, I chose you, and I separated you, and I consecrated you. That's the you that we want to see. That you that God sees when he looks at you. We want to see you transform and conquer and live the abundant life that God promised you. Summing up this part of the who am I part. So next week, 
look forward to. We're going to be starting getting to the heart of you. And we're going to talk about our heart transformation. So I'm going to pray real real quick, and then we're going to get out of here. And uh, we look forward to hearing your sound next week. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the lesson today. Lord, we thank you for enlightening our minds and changing our hearts. We thank you for how you're transforming us into the reflection that you see when you look at us. Lord, I thank you for this Kingdom Identity Series. I thank you for the revelation coming forth. Lord, and I thank you for even the transformation in me, for changing me even more into a reflection of who you are. Lord, I thank you for the plans and purposes that are coming out of this lesson, Father. Lord, we continue to open our hearts, open our minds, and open our ears to hear what you have to say to us. And we thank you for the transformation of many and the victory and blessings and testimonies to come. It's in Jesus' name we pray and we decree and declare it to be so. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So until next time, keep living in full effect for the King. God bless you. If you were blessed by this program and would like to learn more about our products and services, connect with us on Facebook at Kingdom Advancement Global Ministries. Follow us on Twitter at KAG Ministries or visit us on the web at KAGMinistries.com. 